you said this day. Hey, welcome to Authentic Chat. My name's Josh, and I've got some special guests with me tonight. Let's get into it. guests with me tonight. I've got Pastor Don Stubbs from the from the Branch Church and Off the Wall Ministries. Discipleship. Off the Wall Discipleship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, you then, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then Sheriff Orbit Campbell. Hey, thanks for being with us, guys. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. And so uh, those of you that are joining us, whatever camera I'm supposed to be looking at, uh, <laughs> this one. This one is, is we, uh, we've we been sitting kind of just talking for about 15-20 minutes and uh, we're just going to continue that discussion and uh, it's the authentic chat so we're just going to chat so uh, for those of you that have uh, they're part of our church family what we try to do is we try to take the message from Sunday bring it into the other six days of the week and, and continue that conversation going so this past week um, we're, we're walking through the book of 1st Corinthians and we were in First Corinthians uh, chapter four, and Paul says that you're not to judge anyone, and he has this whole conversation with them. And we we took that and we walked into what it means to be uh, unified, and that the biggest hurdle to unification is judgment. And Paul says, "Do not judge anyone." Then he goes and he goes right into chapter five. He goes into telling them, hey, you've got some problems in your church, and I'm judging that man who is sleeping with his stepmom. That's an issue. So he <laughs> says, I'm, I'm judging that. So he says, "There's." So he says, don't judge anyone, and then he starts judging. And it's not he's not contradicting himself. Yeah. There's this, something he's doing there. He's saying, you don't judge people. We, we don't, we're not God. We can't send people to hell, and it's not our responsibility to judge people. But he judges the action. And that is where we're going to walk into a conversation with you guys because our focus is we believe that the, that the church is the light of the world and that it is the hope of the world. And that because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit empowering us, that we can walk into unification and create an atmosphere of unification uh, within our community. So um, I, I brought this uh, – I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking in just a second, and I probably won't talk much because I'm gonna let you guys no, take you're over. Good, man. Uh, I'm gonna reference this book uh, is uh, the third option by uh, Miles McPherson, uh, who was an NFL football player, um, and he jumps into the conversation of racial equality, mm-hmm. and that's how I got to know you guys even further. I, you know, we we've had a relationship. I, I knew you in a, a you know kind of just know you, uh, tr- you know, trying to avoid any bad situation. <laughs> From that one arrest, right? Just, just, just the one, just the one. <laughs> that, that is, don't get that out there. <laughs> um, but um, through Trek, which is uh, Tuscarora's uh, Relation, uh, Racial Equality Collective, uh, we've gathered and we've been yes. having these meetings and, and working and, and getting this topic yes. at the front of the church. Yeah. Um, in this book, Miles McPherson lays out uh, a saying, that, and I'll just jump to it because uh, the conversation needs to be to go. Is that he says that you can either choose sides or you can choose to honor, but you can't choose both. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I, I, I just like I want to. I'll, I'll come to you first, 
uh, Sheriff, do you want, how, how do you want me? Orvis. Orvis, okay. Whatever. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Orvis, if you can sh share uh, with just the conversation we were having earlier, bringing that into this conversation, go. Uh, well, honestly, so that, you know, that last quote, you can choose sides or you can choose honor. Um, that is uh, definitely um, a, a very fair topic for law enforcement. Um, you know, law enforcement, you know, firefighting, all those types of professions have always considered themselves a brotherhood. But if you if you get to a point where you put the brotherhood above honor, you've got a problem now. If mm -hmm. your agency gets to the point where you know somebody's doing something wrong, somebody's abusive to the people they arrest, or somebody was pocketing something from an arrest, and if the culture in your agency is such that you could never betray the brotherhood, that that would be the ultimate betrayal over the honor of the profession. Yeah. You know, there was a there was a, a, a really good movie that came out a few years ago called Courageous. Uh, you know, and yeah. uh, it was about some deputies that tackled just that. And and I think that uh, that's absolutely uh, true. And I think that when we look at incidents like we've talked, you know, many times before about the George Floyd incident. I mean, obviously. Uh, good law enforcement officers have a real problem with what Officer Chauvin did, you know, having that man, no matter what he had done, face down, kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, you know, almost like he wasn't human. That's a problem. Absolutely. But mm -hmm. while that's scary, the real problem is why couldn't the others speak up or why didn't they? And uh, I don't know what their, what was in their heart that day, why they didn't. I heard, a, you know, rumor that a couple of them were brand new rookies and maybe they really didn't feel. But... I, you know, that situation was so blatant that I think even someone that new, had you gone through the police academy, even with just that much training, you should have had the courage to speak up. Yeah. Somebody should have, you know, been saying, hey, let's get him off. Let's get up. Get up, man. Get yeah. him up here. Let's get him in the car. You know, uh, I was very disappointed out of that incident, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards or a month or so afterwards when they released the footage of, of um, George Floyd resisting. Uh, and like that was some big light bulb coming on and from my perspective I had always assumed George Floyd resisted I had always assumed that there had been some sort of resistance that caused him to get down there but it really was a moot point um, the resistance was over there was no more fight in him there was no more resistance in him and I don't like the idea that a profession would you know or even those who back our profession would look and go see he resisted it's not like they were just picked it's missing the whole point. The whole point is uh, all of us as humans are imperfect. However, we need to strive to, 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 to act honorably. Um, and in that situation, we just didn't. You know, there's, yeah. there's no defending it. And all the good, good law enforcement officers, the peace officers that I know agree with that. Um, and I, again, I don't know what's in that officer's heart. Uh, we've talked about this at our Trek meetings that he could be the biggest racist ever or he might be abusive to everybody he encounters, uh, whether they be white, black, Hispanic, I don't know. But what I do know is auctions were not appropriate and mm -hmm. it dishonored our profession. And, and we will probably take decades to recover from that. Yeah. Uh, and that's that goes right to the, the judgment because you're, you're not judging the officer to hell, you're judging his actions. His actions right. were wrong. Yeah. No matter how, no matter what his heart was, no matter what his that that doesn't matter because his actions are judged. Mm -hmm. And and that's a great point. You know, you, you you brought it up from the from the Bible and and 
uh, in law enforcement that really rings home. I mean, um, profiling is something that is a hot topic in law enforcement, and uh, it's a complex topic. Profiling works, but not profiling by race. If I stop a driver or a, or a pedestrian because of the color of his skin, I am wrong, and it's ineffective. And all I'm doing is driving a wedge between you know our law enforcement agency and the community. Yeah. However, if I if I stop somebody based on their actions to further investigate whether or not there might be some criminal activity, well, that's okay. Um, you know, and the the problem is is that uh, neither side sometimes wants to understand that. You know, if I saw you know you walking through a neighborhood and you were of the opposite color and I stopped you for that reason, that's not right. It just simply isn't. Um, but if I come through that neighborhood, it's dark, and I'm in that neighborhood a lot, and I know most of the people there, and I see you and you run and duck behind a tree, <laughs> well, that gives me something to investigate. I'm profiling yeah. the actions as being unusual, and they might suggest that criminal activity is afoot. Yeah. Uh, I don't get out of the car and beat you and tase you, but it does allow me to get out and say, hey, sir, what are you doing here? You're ducking behind a tree. What? Come on out of here. Let me see what's going on. Yeah. That's good police work. Um, however, it, it gets mixed in a lot with that uh, uh, stereotyping people and stopping it. And, and even the, the guys who teach this worldwide, the guys who teach drug interdiction, the best guys in the world will tell you. Um, and, you know, we've had some, some advanced courses that show it's just wrong. It doesn't work. Not only does it divide the community, it doesn't work. It doesn't produce more stuff. It doesn't produce more, you know, drugs and arrests. It just produces more hate you know yeah that's it mm, that's good. yeah and so within that you know the bible tells us uh and P paul gets in this uh in first corinthians where the he says uh, brothers you got an issue because you're going after other brothers there's division in the church mm -hmm. um and it's been neat to see you know the relationship that's built been built within trek uh between between pastors and because the, there's like we had our meeting the, the, this afternoon yeah. uh, and we gathered together and there was, I believe, eight yeah. different pastors yeah. in the room from eight uh, churches in our community just coming together to, to continue this. What, what do you think, uh, you know, because, you, Don, you were one of the first person, uh, you were the first person after the George Floyd incident. And I, that you know, everything was beginning to blow up. And I, as, as an individual who grew up in Jesperus County um, and have had the experience I had it's limited and so I, I immediately was like I need a different perspective and I reached out to you Don mm -hmm. and you, you helped and from that kind of birthed what became has become Trek what, speak to speak to the to the unity in the church and unity in the community yeah so by no means am I an expert but I do believe that uh, unity is a defining characteristic of being a disciple of Jesus Christ, individually and corporately. You know, I love even in Jesus' high priestly prayer, John 17, 23, he said, Father, I in them as you are in me, that they may be brought to complete unity, that the world may know you sent me. So unity is this concept of, of bringing people together for the purpose of showing them that there's a better way, i.e., Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think when we have unity as, as pastors, we come together and we're not fighting over territory. We're not fighting over people. I don't even understand that, honestly. 
all this is God's, and we're, yeah. we're called to a sacred duty to one, um, love one another, encourage one another, to build one another up, to support our police officers. They have a tremendously difficult job. And so the church is supposed to be there rallying people to support them and to encourage them and to get behind them. And then when we see wrong, to handle that in a way that mm -hmm. honors both Jesus Christ and our law enforcement and the people who may be being abused. We honor all those people by dealing with this situation and say, that's wrong. We're not going to stand for it, but we have legal means by which we're going to take action. And we'll keep doing that until action is taken. So I think unity is that, that unifier. It's that it's a cord that holds us all together so we don't all like just try to do our own thing, honestly. Yeah. It's ineffective when, when we're fighting and the world's fighting. Where are they going to turn? They need to see churches and law enforcement in the community come together, unite behind good causes, just causes, like systemic racism is the real problem. But it can be solved. It can be solved when good people get together and they do the right things for the right reasons. Yeah. So, and really, it's to love people and to love God. Yeah, and that's where, you know, uh, we, I think we kind of, uh, the situation with George Floyd, you said it's going to take a decade, maybe yeah. longer, for the healing to take place. We, we see that within the church when, when a, a minister falls yeah. and the trust that he had and, and abuses it. Uh, and uses it to hurt people. Yes, it, it it's a long term. You know, I've seen people walk away from God because of a, a minister failing, falling, yeah. um, and so we have to be able to hold each other Account accountable in, in that and in, in what and the actions that we're doing. And that's what's so important. What Paul is saying is, you, hey, we're 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 not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you based upon an external yeah. like because you're, you know, you're you. You have hair, and the rest of us don't. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, that's not my judgment point. My judgment <laughs> point is going to be on. I'm judging the world. <laughs> we aren't going to hold it against you. Okay, I'm okay. With <laughs> but we don't. We 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 need to hold each other accountable to our actions. And, and the other one, the rest of us need to want that. So you know, you talk about people who join the gym and get fit. Yeah. And they're exponentially more effective when they have a buddy that they don't want to let down. Accountability. And accountability is not a bad thing. It's not like you are over me. It's us holding each other accountable just as human beings to be able to say, hey, you know, Don, I, you said something the other day. That kind of bothered me, and yeah. I want you to think about it a little yeah. bit. And uh, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. we should invite that and not be so offended by the fact that somebody points out somebody else's perspective. And it takes thick skin, and it takes, you know, some confidence. And I think that that, that definitely is attainable. You were saying that we could end this. I think that's the key is people coming together, getting to know each other, mm -hmm. and having that confidence to just talk about I it. I think it's – I'm going to bring Corey in for this because Corey, as a younger pastor, as you know, in, in your role, how do you see – like, you know, with the, the men that were the police officers that were there with Chauvin didn't step in. How do you see – do you feel like that you have that ability to have that conversation with the men in, that are above you? Yeah, I think – I think that's the key, what you just said, Oris, is the, the ability to get to know each other. Whether you feel like you're on the same side as them or not. And unfortunately, the, a young, our younger generation is constantly bombarded with pick a side. Mm -hmm. Pick a side. It, are, you, are you against this person? 
And if you don't pick a side, then I'm going to automatically assume because you're not on my side, you're on that side. Mm -hmm. And so what it does is it, unfortunately, it, it silences us to, to the point where we could become worried or scared to speak up mm -hmm. to somebody who is an authority or to somebody who maybe holds you know more seniority than right. us. But the ticket there is to get to know each other and to be comfortable with one another. And I believe it can be solved, but we all have to be willing to take care of one another. And we have to be willing to not only speak into someone else's life, but to be willing to allow someone to speak into our life and to be willing to have that thick skin and say, okay, I'm, will I'm willing to accept that, but then also know that it's mutual. I can also speak up the chain to higher command or to somebody with more wisdom, more experience, and they see from my perspective, that's the only way we're going to grow. That's the only way we're going to be able to attain this goal of reconciliation and taking care of one another. And one of the things, I think people hear the word unity and they think that we're in, um, everyone's on the same page and agreeing with, with like, if I like this, you have to like it. That's not what unity is. Yeah. But unity in this case, when it comes to a wrong, we agree with what God says. Yeah. And we unite against that truth, I mean, t with that truth and say, that's just wrong. Because God says it. This isn't a personal opinion thing at right. this point. Right. I come to the word and I said, well, all men are created equal. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I, I would want to believe, and I do believe, um, I would think that way, but without God, I may not. Mm -hmm. And so we see out in the world people who don't agree with the, the word, but that should not be the church. Yeah. There should be a unity in the church that said, no, the Bible says that's wrong, so it's wrong. We right. will stand against it in a way that honors our laws and everything, but we're standing against it because that's when the Bible said be brought to complete unity. It's to God's truth and God's law. As a moral standard. Yeah, mm -hmm. as a standard. And sure. we, we don't get to decide that. Yeah. Right. You know, and I just love that. Yeah, there's a uh, quote from um, uh, uh, Brad Gray uh, uh, said it uh, this a couple weeks ago. Unity does not mean uniformity. Yes. It doesn't mean we all do the exact same thing yes. the exact same way. Yeah. Unity means we're going for the same purpose, yes. for the same goal, and yes. that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That yes. And so, and yes, there are situations where it's clear. Yes. This is we're we're all in this together. Yes. And I, I think this is a, a, a valuable part of what took place. Um, you know, uh, God says He'll bring all things for good yeah. for those who purpose after Him. So those, those are the purpose that we have, uh, unfortunately, is that we get to see a unified movement of this has to change. And it's, it's, it's cool seeing in this room, and uh, we're running out of time already. Uh, so uh, any, any last thing, like what's, like if you could just have, you know, each of you have 30 seconds, what, what would you, last words of, of in, on this topic unity in the church and unity in the community? Well, I'll just go because I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beliefs that we can prevail. God is faithful. Mm -hmm. And we're, we'll stand this test that it is now facing. The question is, will his people support his word and then do the action that lets the world know that we're just not speaking this. We're actually living 
we will defeat racism in our own hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word and by our actions of saying, Holy Spirit, change me so that I see people how you see them. And to believe that. not Like, I hate that we don't believe that God's going to win this. I know He will. I just wonder if we're going to get on His bandwagon and fight for His his truth and His will. Yeah, that's good. And I, you know, from my personal experience, I spent most of my career as an investigator, and I investigated a lot of murders, and a, something horrific would happen, and uh, I would envision whoever did it as some sort of a monster. And uh, it helped me, it helped motivate me to solve the crime, but I was always disappointed because when I met them, and I interviewed them, and you know, in most cases they confess, they weren't a monster. They did something monstrous, yes. yeah. but they weren't a monster. And I think that it's just as simple. If I heard that Josh, you know, McDonald had some stance on something that was contrary to me, it's very easy to make you my enemy or that guy is. But but sitting on a couch with you and actually talking it out, you usually come away with going, "Well, that's not what I thought at all. Yeah, that's, that's not good. what that's, I heard." That's good. And that's the key to you know our, our disappointment with Congress, our disappointment in the world is just getting to know the other. It comes right back to what you said. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess that leaves us with the challenge and the mission, if you choose to accept, which is to do just that. Be willing to reach across the aisle and no longer look at them through the perception of you're a monster because you're not on my side or we don't agree or see eye to eye. Something as simple as having a different skin complexion can create division in this this land. And it's disappointing when, in reality, that could end up being your best friend. You could be missing out on seeing things and learning things and growing and helping each other become better people and advancing the mission. Yeah. Well, we're going to close out. I want to uh, recommend for everybody, uh, if, you, if you are a reader, or it's, it's also an audible, so it's the, uh, the third option by Miles McPherson. Great book on this topic. Um, and, man, hey, thanks again, guys, for joining me. Yes, thank uh, you. And it's been, a, it's been a great, authentic chat podcast, uh, number six. So, again, thank you, guys. Hey, we're so glad you guys joined us. If you're commenting, uh, we want, we're going to follow up with you. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will see you next time.